Guys, uh, today we've got a uh, really, really interesting guest, Sean Devine. Yeah, um, I <laughs> Mate, he, he, uh, I grew up listening to this guy on all the radio stations. So he's uh, the lead singer of Short Stack, which is um, a band based in Australia. They were massive, massive back in the day when I was in primary school, high school, they were popping off. Um, so this is going to be a really interesting uh, podcast. First time we've ever had a rock star on the rock, podcast. Rock star by, no, real estate agent by day, rock, rock star, star by, by night. night. Man, um, I think we'll kick started off with your journey. Like, let's kick started off when you obviously finished high school, you got into um, the band and how yeah. that transpired and then how it led into real estate. Let's kick started there. Pretty obvious transition, you know, musician to real estate. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, we all met in high school, me and the boys in the band, and then we just started playing like pubs and stuff like that. Then one thing led to another and then we finished school and then um, I went to, I've dropped out of university three times. So I dropped out of university. Three universe. times? I know, I'm working on the fourth. Were you, <laughs> were you doing the same, the same degree and just dropping out three nah, times? Or? I, first time I did like journalism for communications. So I left school to be, because I wanted to like write for music magazines and stuff like that. Yeah. Straight from school. And then the first day they're like, there's no money in this. And I was like, yeah. No. So like, <laughs> I dropped out and then I worked at a cafe. I said to my dad the other day, I was like, what did you think I was doing with my time? So like, I dropped out of uni to pursue a band and I was like working part-time at a cafe. How old I, were you at this stage? Like 18. Yeah, okay. Just bumming around. Yeah. Hey? And like all my mates, all the guys in the band, they all worked at Domino's. So we just like, just living for the weekend sort of thing. And then like, we went on tour one day and kind of just didn't come back. <laughs> like, how does that happen, man? Like, how do you get to go on tour? What's the process? Do you need to be sought out by an agent? Is it yeah, like... Yeah, so we're sort of... We're, like, hustling pretty hard, I guess. Like, we... So we had our own shows and then the audience sort of grew from that and then we sort of had the MySpace side of things back in the day. Yeah. So we were growing that as well and then, like... At one point, like all we wanted to do was sell out the Annandale Hotel. I'm not sure if you oh, yeah, that. yeah. That was like the dream. We're like, if we sell the Annandale, we made it. And then like that year, we fit, we quit uni, we sold it out. But we sort of like, I remember we went on tour with Thirsty Merc doing like RSL clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. And we're just like bumming in our bus, sleeping in the bus, eating like food from their rider because we had like no money or anything like that. So then we just sort of worked our way up and then like, yeah, it's kind of grew. And then we got on other tours and that kind of grew as well. And yeah, we toured with um, Simple Plan. So yeah. we did like a Simple Plan tour and then the Getaway Plan. We're like the band above us and we're on yeah. the bottom. We're like, wow. this, this is sick. We're going to do this forever. And uh, yeah. How, how many times. years did it take to build up to the point that you were, you know, headlining these shows? So we started... When we were 16, 15 or 16, we started the band. And yep. we were just playing places in Newcastle because we went to school in Newey. And um, maybe yeah. like, yeah, Newey, <laughs> like silver chair, except <laughs> crap. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe four years, maybe when we were like 19, 20, mm. yeah. we could start doing it by ourselves. But yeah, we were just in a super, we just got super lucky, man. Like it kind of like, like it feels like it blew up out of nowhere, but at the same time, like, there's so many years where we just, just ate shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we yeah. loved it. Like we loved playing shows and yeah. we didn't care, man. It was just what we loved doing. So what, what ended up happening when you were obviously the hype was there, the yeah. fame's there. Yeah. First of all, what, what, what was it like being like famous? It's pretty <laughs> weird, man. Because we were like, we weren't normal looking people either. Like we had like these massive big emo haircuts. 
So like, I know I was trying to replicate it. <laughs> I had like a mad mullet. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Like I was speaking to Howie about it before. People in the music and acting scene, they embrace being like broke through that process. Yeah. Where like, when you do an apprenticeship, if you're like in real estate or another career, other industries, you try and like fake it till you yeah, make it. where you're not wanting to play that broke role. Where I feel like in the arts and. Um, music and, and movies they like playing the broke role it makes you like cool you know yeah. and like yeah. I even speak to kids now that like start with us and they're like yeah I'm hustling I'm hustling it's like you mm. ain't man like <laughs> you know you're still getting paid for it <laughs> like yeah. you know this isn't it's not the same kind of grind were, yeah. you getting, were you getting stopped on the street during the peak out <laughs> peak uh, times? I don't know if this was like a thing but like do you remember like I used to, me and my, because I've been my wife since I was like 19 throughout this whole oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. We grew up in the same street. Yeah, wow. So Thanks like so. there were times like, like couldn't go to the shops like after school or something because oh. there'd like be people there that would like you stop just get models and stuff. Yeah. Heaps weird. Wow. And then like you go out to clubs and stuff and blokes would like try and start stuff with you. Wow. And really? like, man, I'm like 19. You are going to beach me senseless. So were you, were you like, dating <laughs> your wife when that was going on? Yeah. So before we even like released a song, I've been my wife since I was like 19, I think. So wow. yeah. That would have been wow. crazy for her because you would have had girls like throwing themselves at you. Well, yeah. She's, um, yeah, she's, she's got dudes throwing themselves at her too. <laughs> so she's like, eh, it's kind of all you got. <laughs> yeah, wow. But yeah, I knew I was under a good thing early. So just like, That's cracker. You, t- you talk about a bit of the, the hustle to get to a level of attraction in the music space. What? Yeah. Like we, we in real estate, boys will get out, door knock, pick up the phones, and that's like the hustle to get started. What's the mm. hustle like to start in music? It's more about like, so now there's, we, we did it by playing clubs. So like we'd heat up like our local clubs and stuff like that. There was a place in Sydney called Hot Dam, which is AMPM now. And that sort of was like the local sort of punk and alternative kind of thing. So we sort of grew up in that real scene. And then luckily enough, like, you know, you become friends with bands, then you play together. And it's sort of like a networking thing, like totally like that. But yeah, um, yeah we used to like, we'd print flyers off fresh shows and like go to local high schools and like put them in people's like lockers and stuff like really? that. Like so a letterbox like, shop. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of similar. So it's, um, yeah. <clears throat> so what happened towards the end when did you guys, because I know you guys are together now. Did you guys break up and then we what break happened? Up all the time. <laughs> yeah, okay. So there's three of us. We're like, like best mates. Like, so yeah, when we just got over it, we sort of stopped doing it. So the first time, like it sort of happened out of nowhere because we, it was never really meant to be like this big kind of thing. Mm. And then like the album went number one and then the second album did really well too. And then we sort of was like, oh, we're not really having fun anymore. We'll call it quits. And then I was sort of doing music by myself. And then I went to uni to do law, dropped out of that. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it lasted like two weeks. I was like, I have a mortgage. I cannot go to university. Wow. (laughs) So then we, um, then we then got back together the second time and then we got over it again and we broke up again. And then I went to uni to be a teacher. And mm. then I was like, what am I doing? And then I was like, oh, I'll be a real estate agent. So like, there was- Why whole, real estate? Cause I, <laughs> like the honest reason, mm. like most amount of money from like limited amount of qualifications. Gotcha. Cause I bought my first house when I was like 21. Mm. So I had like a mortgage and stuff and me and my wife wanted to start a family. So I was like, I don't have four or five years to like learn mm. to be a lawyer or a teacher or something like that. Like I need to like, so I don't want to make money now. 
And then, oh man, it was so hard for me to get hired. Like nobody yeah, would hire really? me. Hey? Yeah. Did you cut your hair by that point? Oh yeah, yeah. I looked <laughs> like I tried to look like a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely look like one now. Super dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah, go. <laughs> hire the suit. <laughs> no. And um, yeah, I went to like five or six local like agencies and like begged people to hire me. And so you're still like, hustling, right? Nah. I guess that's a, a similarity, true. But when you're you're out there hustling for the band, trying to get yeah business as in viewers and listeners it's the same thing you're trying to get a job you're throwing out you're trying to get listings yeah. you're throwing out stuff so 100%. my question is what are what are other similar are there any other similarities between you know playing in a in a band and doing successful there compared to doing being a being a real estate agent i think you sort of i think the hardest thing about real estate which i see now because i've been doing this for a minute where like younger people come in I think they really struggle with the rejection side of things. Mm. But I was so Big like, time. cool dude, like water <laughs> off a duck's back. Like people have not liked my band for ages, you know? Like, so yeah. this is like, it's the same as when you go into this, people are like, you know, thanks so much. I'm going to go with someone else. We're like, sweet, you know, yeah, you're lost bro on the next one sort of thing. You know how people always talk about follow your passion? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because it sounds like you followed your passion with music and yeah. then got over it, but you were at a level of success. Like why did you not continue the band and music i went to so we like so i worked for i worked in real estate for like five years and then i worked at a place like i it, i just wasn't vibing with it by the end of it and i was like super depressed just hating life and then i wasn't really doing that well either i was maybe selling like 12 13 houses a year like not setting the world on fire and then i was like sweet i'll get the band back together and then like we at this stage, the band had broken up for three or four years, so we didn't really know if wow. anyone would be interested. It could have been a while. And then we put the shows on sale, and then, like, the first show sold out. We're like, this is sick. They put second shows on sale, and they sold out, and then the third show sold out. So we had, like, this massive tour planned, and I was like, this is sick. Do you make money through those tours? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I can leave real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I hate my job. Like, peace out. I'll just tell my boss I just go on tour, I won't come back sort of thing. And then COVID hit, and I was like, Oh, oh no. no so we had to postpone this tour then I had to stay at this gig that I didn't really want to do and then my wife was like pregnant with her second child at the time so I was just like locked into it and then after about a year of like postponing these shows I was like oh, I've got to get out of here I've got to change Wow. and then I sort of like shifted and you know Josh Vegan talks about you know going all in sort of thing and mm. I was like alright need to get serious need to like be a good lister be like a good agent sort of thing and yeah, yeah. Sort of. So, so that happened post COVID. That's kind of what, because you look at you now, you're actually doing good. You're Thanks, doing man. good numbers. You're listing, you're selling, and like you've got nine active listings right now. Just also, you're yeah. actually doing the business. That was the catalyst, yeah. COVID, to making you go pro. What, what were the changes you made in your daily tasks? Because obviously, you were doing it for a while, and you're floundering mm. around not doing nothing really. Yeah. And now you've kind of shifted in the past couple of years, and you turned the Turn the, turn the switch on and you're kind of doing good numbers now. What daily tasks are you doing differently? First thing I sort of wanted to do was like, like John McGrath says, like, just be a good lister. Like, I want to have a 10 out of 10 listing presentation and I feel like, I feel like I do. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, and if it wasn't 10 out of 10, I'd work on it until I did get that. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was like being heaps strict about like AM prospecting. PM, that's when you do your appointments. Yeah. But I'm pretty chill too. Like, yeah. I surf most days. Yeah. <laughs> really? what, yeah. what time do you get in the water? Um, I get in, so I usually am in the water about six o'clock, but I've got young kids and stuff like that. 
but during the day if like I've got a bit of a that my boss isn't listening too much if I've got a bit of like a break I'm like I'll go for a surf between like between appointments and stuff like that yeah. and, but it's sort of like like I listen to Marty Fox and stuff like that and how it's like that attraction business like mm. I meet people out in the surf that like I've listed their house for you know and stuff yeah. like that so it's just about really being mm. in the local mm. community as much as possible yeah and yeah making it more that relationship based business mm. rather than the you know hey uh, you know just the I'm gonna push around. yeah yeah 100%. yeah flow not force that's what Jeff Jower our mm. coach preaches as well mm. be flow not force and I think that's one big thing that we've taken away with my team this year is we actually split up our day purposely every yeah, yeah. day so for example like what's the time now 12 something my 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 team are not here my my guys are at the sauna right now having a sauna Jeez, you're hiring? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best thing like going out for a surf uh, going for a sauna one of the guys is going for a run instead of a sauna today like breaking up the middle of the day is yeah. the best like you come back it's a question for you when you come back from your surf how do you feel? Oh, bro, I'm top of my game. Hey, 100%. You know, like, yeah, ready to take on the world. Yeah. And you can do that because, like, you're emailing people at 10 o'clock at night as well, you know, so it's yeah. not your typical mm. nine to five sort of thing. Oh, mate, uh, 100%. Like, my guys, we were door knocking until, like, 7.30 last night, so don't ask for, my, don't ask for a job just yet. <laughs> <laughs> they were door knocking until 7.30 last night, then I had a 7.45 appointment. I probably didn't get home until about 9 p.m. last night. It's true. Yeah. Like if you break up that middle of the day, like it's not that bad working late hours. That's what I found. And now that I'm starting to hit momentum again this year, I found, especially when I'm working fucking hard, yeah. that splitting up the day is the most important mm, thing. If I don't split the day, like after this, I'll go hit a sauna. Yeah. Like I need to. Yeah. And it's sort of just clearing your head, man. Like that's the mm. biggest thing. Because sometimes, you know, some people are here. Like I said, blokes at the office, I'm like, you're here for eight hours, but probably been working like three of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really important that you're sort of in that right headspace because at the end of the day, like someone's trusting you with their most important financial asset, you want to make sure your head's in the game. You, know? you want to do a good job for them too. So easy to cook yourself, isn't it? That's why I found with hobbies and doing stuff like breaking up your day, you get perspective again. Like if I'm just focused on real estate for eight hours, then it's so easy to get consumed and you lose the ability to read the play. Yeah. Yeah. If you go out for a surf, you detach, come back and like fuck I know exactly how to answer this problem 100% definitely I feel the same way Um, what are some other similarities that you have between obviously um, being that successful artist and and now like what are some other similarities the workload is the workload the same it was the thing which I love about real estate and I'm like there's a blueprint to succeed you know what Mm. I mean like if you are making if you're making 100 calls a week you're booking 3 appointments a day you will be a good real estate agent you know what I mean just because it's the numbers whereas in music it's like like we had our first album and then the record label's like alright go write another hit song I'm like how the fuck do I do that (laughs) you know like you sort of got to figure it out a little bit more as you go along what actually is the blueprint to succeed in music because for example you could be a 10 out of 10 singer how do you get known or prospect like oh you just gotta get so lucky like that's so much to do with it do you think it's luck or can you involve an element of hunger and drive and activity to generate your success yeah and there's got to be like oh there's so many people out there that like we're so fortunate and like i feel our talent to like success ratio is like way off the charts because we weren't very good but um what we were doing was so much fun you know and people sort of like want to be a part of it and even now like so the last tour we just did i was like so we were on tour for 
oh, we had to break it up from the COVID one. So the COVID one got postponed. And um, I was away for like seven weeks, so seven weekends I was away. But Jeez. I was like working in the office in real estate, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday I'd fly out, be back Sunday for like wow. almost oh two gosh. months. Yeah. So we were like, I was sort of doing everything, managing everything. And then that's when I had to hire an assistant because I was like, I had like, so I'm running probably 10 listings at any one time. So I'm aiming for last year we did, we do about 40 transactions a year, me personally. So we did just on 800 last year. So this year we're trying to, you know, push that to the mill. Fuck and yeah. I was like, I have all these listings and I'm gone for like two months. What do I do? So I had to like hire someone so I could go on tour. <laughs> so that's how I like. When, when did you go on tour last? July. July. So it wasn't that long ago. How were you running that going on tour while you've got listings? Bro, it, was no so it was so full on. Like I had like, so we'd fly in and then I'd have like my team meetings and I'd be there over Zoom with like the whole company. Mm. And then we'd sort of like figure out what my day was going to be. And I had to contact my owners and be like, hey, I'm not going to be here for a little <laughs> bit. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on oh, tour. I used to be in a band. It's <laughs> like, so awkward and weird. So yeah. <laughs> Do they take well to that or are they like, oh, man, the some of them are super cool. Like that's kind of, I'm kind of at the point now where like, I haven't had, I've got a bit of a no dickhead policy. Like I'm everyone that I sell with and everyone I work with, they're pretty chill, like on a similar level. So yeah, they just thought it was like funny and ridiculous, which it kind of was. <laughs> But um, yeah, they're pretty cool with it. And then I brought Brent into my team, who's sort of like my assistant, such like a weird word, I suppose, yeah. like associate. And he's like doing all my bio work and stuff. Yeah. But he was only with me for like a week before I went on tour. That's crazy. Wow. Because I was so picky about who we hired. Yeah. And my boss's daughter does like all that hiring and stuff. And I was so annoying. And she's like, <laughs> you run out of time, mate. Like you need someone. So we got him on. And um, I think I ran through like two open homes with him. And I was like, here you go, bro. You got like seven open homes this weekend. You'll be right. Text me if you need anything. Oh, How man. did he go? Did he do it? Smashed it. Killed yeah, it. he's doing all right. Killed it. And he's still, and he's, well, he's still with me. So I think he's like, <laughs> it's all right. He did it's all right. right. <laughs> man, I just, it's great. Because you know what I love about this story is there's a lot of agents and people out there who this is their version of success. Like not everyone's after to become a $5 million listing agent. People want that balance of enjoying yeah being in a band, selling real estate, having a life. 100%. Yeah, I don't think anyone else is selling our shows with their band. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. 100%. Maybe. I think this it's is true. like... Well, not many industries we could do this as yeah. well, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so true. But, but man, like you, it seems like you've cracked the code. Like you genuinely seem really happy. Yeah. Um, but like how have you struck a, struck a level of... Um, how would I say, like balance in your life yeah. while still achieving really strong results for the time you put in? Like, how are you still able to do that? Just being super effective. That's yeah. like the main thing about it. And I feel the, um, I don't know so much what it's like around here, but on the central coast, like mm. last five to 10 years, the market's shifted so much. Yeah. It's like there's people like us, like the new generation of mm. agents were just like run at such a fast pace. You yeah. Know? And a lot of the older people, like, they can't really keep up with it. Sort of, yeah. no offense to anyone older. <laughs> but, um, like, even, like, so admin side of things and stuff like that, like, it's all just talk to text. Everything is, like, bang, bang, instantaneous. Yeah. So I feel like we have a sense of urgency in it and it compresses it. And it's just, yeah, being sort of real with people, man, because they kind of, 
kind yeah. of get it, you know. How are the hours like? Because here's another thing that I always um, think about with agents up the coast. Because I get a lot of comments from people that go... Like, we have a lot of people from the Hills District in Sydney move up to the Central Coast. I know, I sell to them. <laughs> Can I tell you what happens? So they buy in Wungara, which is like 15 minutes from the beach, which is like a suburb that I service. Number one in Wungara. <laughs> anyway, so I sell to them in Wungara. And they're like, wow, it's 15 minutes. It's so close to the beach. And they call me like a year later. They're like... 15 minutes is pretty far away from the beach. I want to move further east. So they're like, it's so crazy. It's a big attraction, man. The only thing is I I get a lot of feedback from my clients to move up there. Hopefully it's not you, but you have a lot of agents that just don't answer their phone. Like they don't answer their phone. Um, Like I had one uh, go to an open house at the beginning of the year. The agent was 10 minutes late to the open house. (laughs) Like it's just, it just seems like, yeah. Like are they just on a different time schedule to the rest of everybody? There's so many that have been doing it forever. Like I love them and they're great to work against, but they'll like post their sports bet results on Facebook for their clients to see and Uh, stuff. I'm like, man, what are you thinking? Uh, Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy because like the central coast now it's almost like another suburb of sydney you know because there's some massive prices there like we just sold one at noraville for like two and a half mil That's yeah like, man, two and a half mil that wasn't happening like you know a year and a half ago it's crazy yeah because like the lifestyle is so attractive to people because it's mm. just so chill up there mm. but then it's like in some ways it's like it's another suburb of sydney and then in other ways it's still very much like the central coast yeah <laughs> so yeah it's being slowly gentrified yeah but man agents not answering their phones like i haven't had people it, that it yeah is that a common place oh there? Yeah. yeah yeah like i sold a property for a, a guy he's my mechanic actually a super nice guy and i've sold like two or three from them and he was crushing it and he bought like this acreage from this guy and it was one of the old boys and been doing it forever and he's like this was like a couple of years ago he's like I'm trying to offer 1.5 or whatever it was which is like big money in 2018 mm. He's like, I'm trying to buy a house I've been put on a half million dollars and he won't return my phone call. What? I was like, that is insane. That is Crazy. insane. Crazy. Why? It's just coast time. Coast time, bro. It's just chill. <laughs> so you grew up there? You yeah. grew up on the coast? Budgie Oi. Have Budgie. you ever heard of Budgie Oi? Never. God's country, mate. Think of Volclues on steroids. God's country. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's, it's chill. Right? It's so cool. you're, you're not in Newcastle now. What was the reason no. for the move down? So we, um, so I went to school in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and then, but I've always lived on the coast and we sort of went everywhere. Like was in LA for a little bit and then we went. LA? Yeah. We I did like a bit of riding and stuff. Me and the missus were in Santa Monica for a bit, which was pretty Gee. cool. And then um, the band did like one of our really big albums we did in London. Yep. So we spent a heap of time in like Shepherd's Bush, chilling out there. And now I work 200 meters from where I went to primary school. So That's killer. Full circle. Wow. <laughs> so did you have an album go number one? Yeah, so all of our, um, so our first album went number one. And every album since then has been like an Australian number one. So we got technically four <clears throat> Australian number ones. When Jeez. you say number one, is it like a real estate number one where there can be a number one in There's listings, one, number, number one, one sales, number one <laughs> no, area? Yeah. No, nah, it's legit. Like, legit? Number yeah. one agent selling three bedroom houses. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, bro, it's a legit number one. <laughs> That's crazy. You get a little award and everything. How would it feel? The first time it happened, we didn't expect it to happen. So it was like, oh, it's pretty cool. But now I'm like older. The more I look back at it, I'm like, well, it was actually like a really it's big. Pretty big. Yeah. Like I'm number like, one Australia album. That's massive. My favorite story about it is like, this will 
this is such a real estate agent thing to do. So me and all my mates in the band and everyone involved in it, we're like, if our album ever goes number one, and we were like 17, we were like made a pact for like, we'll get a tattoo of like the band on it. Every one of them did except me. What? <laughs> no, I'm backed out, backed what? Out. Were you yeah. lost? Um, yeah, I was. They <laughs> 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 like, like no. Nah, do you have so any tattoos? No, no, at all. Really? Yeah. You're not a real rock star. No, I know. What the hell? But everyone in the office has like the coast, like their sleeves and stuff. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> what do they do now? What do the other guy band members do now? They all... So we're all pretty like... This is crazy. And I suppose this kind of comes back to like the real estate thing. Like we all were kind of fortunate from a pretty young age that we, we did all right. So we all did invest like our money in property from a pretty young age. Yeah. So Andy, oh, really? Yeah. So I bought my first place when I was like 20, 21 maybe. Andy has like three or four investment properties. And he works uh, in media for a real estate agent in wow. Newcastle. And Brady, I just sold his house for him. He's in Brisbane now. He owns like a drum school, like a drum studio. Cool. So, yeah. I remember like us all sitting down and when we were like 21, we were like discussing like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like, we all read that book and we're like, okay, we actually need to like do something with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's That's insane. so cool. Yeah. So I, I guess moving forward with the band, do you plan to go on more tours? We got some more stuff booked, but it's more about sort of like what comes up and that's the beauty of it now. Like I'm in such a good place where we just have such good balance, you know, because mm. it's, it's a super fun thing to do. Like you mm. get to go and play music. With like, your mates. Yeah, it's like a little holiday. But obviously there's like, restrictions around it in terms of what we do because it's like it's not like we're plumbers you know yeah. it's not a nine to five mm, like yeah people want you and they want you right now so yep. yeah i gotta like it'd be good to do it all the time reel it in well the same time as well like i got two boys as well and yeah. like when i was like 20 going on tour full time was like the best thing in the world but now it's like you sort of want to be home with your family yeah. and stuff and, you know, watching the footy on the weekend and like that's what life's about, you know. 100%. Yeah. And you found your balance. I guess another question for you, like I, I saw on your Instagram page on the short stack Instagram page that you guys had like 3.3 million streams over the past year as yeah. well. Like do you get paid by this as well? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you get money from the band, but it's like, it's nothing like. Real estate money. Like, yeah. it's, it is insane what real estate agents make, like when you think about it. And, and my vendors will bring this up to me. They'll be like, oh, no, you can drop your fees. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I feel, I feel we're, you know, we work hard and we get rewarded for it. But like, there's just nothing in music. Like, well, what's harder, music or real estate? Um, real estate's definitely harder. Yeah. Because there's so much more responsibility. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're a musician, it's like, oh, well, if it doesn't go well, oh, well, you know, but at yeah. the end of the day, like this is someone putting their most important financial asset in your hands. Mm. It's like, I'm selling for these people at the moment. And it's like, it's like their last sale, you know, they're like in their late seventies. Yeah. Like, you know, and there's sort of like, they'll roll with me, you know, when the mm. offer comes in, cause there's trust there. And it's like, they've been mm. on the market with another agent, didn't go well, but they trust mm. me to tell them like when the right offer is to take. So huge responsibility mm. you know and that doesn't really happen with music <laughs> what, what happens if it did like what happens if you played a, a played a show and, and you did really bad have you ever had one of those times or every time was pretty okay um i think that we sort of set up that we weren't a good band from the start so like the expectation was never too high so. but you won you, you want, but you got an australian like record like well sorry nice record but um album yeah so how did how, if you're cracking a number one album wouldn't yeah. people expect you to 
Um, we actually, the main thing for us was like, because uh, some of our fan base was quite young when we first started. Very young, and yeah. And like their parents used to write in and be like, hey. Oh, really? I, want, I like want a refund. Oh, once, really? Oh, yeah. Did you actually? <laughs> once when we were in Perth. Oh, no, this actually did happen. When we were in Perth, I completely lost my voice. Like completely gone. And we had two shows. The first show was all right. The second show wasn't. And then Andy, who's like my best mate, he's a bass player. I'm like, bro, I can't sing. Like, you got to sing. And they're like, so wow. many people asking for refunds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So like, yeah, you're banned from that, dude. Oh, you're, man. You're wow. singing duties, man. <laughs> would, you ever, would you ever write a song about real estate? It'd be probably perform very poorly. I think it's a very niche audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I probably wouldn't listen to it, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, mate, my, my last question for you is in terms of um, the transition, you had a massive transition yeah. from, you know, not a service-based industry, from a performer to a service-based. What was the hardest thing for you to overcome transitioning to being, being a real estate agent? Just for some advice for people thinking about doing it. Man, like the humility of it all. Because like when the band stopped, we were, we were doing pretty well. Like I was box dropping and like people would stop me for photos and stuff. And I felt like such a loser. I was really? like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Really? I'm like handing out flyers and they're like, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but you sort of, you start at the bottom. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like I didn't know anything. And then you sort of just learn it and build it up over time. And then, mm. you know, only just... Oh, as you know, like once you hit year five or year six, then you sort of find your slipstream and mm. like then everything you sort of sown kind of comes back to it. Like at the moment, it's pretty chill. Like I can get to surf whenever I want and, mm. you know, hang out with the family and stuff. So, but when I first started, it was like heaps longer days and heaps mm. longer hours and stuff. So, because you haven't earned that trust, but now you've got the trust in the marketplace. People kind of give you a call. Cool. Cool. That's heaps good. What would be your blueprint now for success and your routine? Oh, daily? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I usually, my kids get up so ridiculously early. <laughs> like my mom's up at 4.30 today. So we usually get up, like either go for a run with the kids and then like get a coffee in the morning. So you would get your kids to go on the run with you? Like they got like a big double stroller. Okay, so yeah. Like, yeah don't make a run. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. You <laughs> push them. Hard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, they get like in a stroller and we go for like a run, go get coffee and then, yeah, come back and like let my wife sleep in for a little bit because I'm a great husband like that. Man. And um, then try and get a wave in before work and I hit the That's office like 8, 8.30 sort of thing. I'm pretty chill to work for. Like, if everything's going cool, everything's going cool. Like, nothing really happens that's ever too bad. But yeah, then making calls in the morning. So I still try and make 100 calls every single week, like 100 connects yeah. every single week. Like, it's not that hard to do when you're just driving around and everything's warm now. Like, there's no cold calls because I've sort of been doing it for a million years. And then in the afternoon, just appointments, man. So yeah. trying to get like two to three listing appointments. I find at the moment, like, a lot of my stuff is second agent stuff. Yeah. Which you guys are finding that as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, 30% of my business is stuff other people can't sell. <clears throat> They're the better listings, though. The best. It's like, thanks heaps for doing all the hard work for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But when it happens, like, the flip side, when someone does it to you, it doesn't feel like great. No, it doesn't. But, um, yeah, so a lot of it at the moment is just, oh, man, since, like, the market shifted, it's so much about, you're not listing the property, you're listing the vendor. Yeah. You know, and it's like, where are you guys at? And that's where sitting down with them when we meet is like, hey, you know, this is like, it's like a relationship. You've got to be honest with me. Yeah. You've got to tell me exactly what you want so I can help you as much as possible. 
Listing yeah. your vendor, not the house. I've never heard of that before. That's a fucking cracker line. Where are you, Tom Pan? I should add that to your real estate gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the invoice. Fuck. <laughs> That's a really good line. Fuck. Not bad. Imagine. Awesome. Well, um, brother, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. Thanks, Ethan. Oh, awesome. Thanks for having me. Sean Devine. What a legend. Brother, appreciate that was it, man. Sick. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. What a story. Appreciate it.